This isn't your daddy's James Bond. Today I'm talking about the parkour chase from Casino Royale. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about Casino Royale's parkour chase. Uh, it's a moment that has been uh, imitated, but rarely, uh, rarely if ever uh, anybody's ever gotten close to it. And also, I think, set the tone for uh, the best in Daniel Craig's action within the Bond series, especially with No Time to Die uh, coming out on home video. And now I think just hit Amazon Prime. Now's a great time to revisit where it all started. So without further ado, let's get started. The James Bond series is known for a couple of signature elements. Gadgets, sexy women, enough martinis to kill the average man, and a collection of impressive chase sequences on boats, skis, bobsleds, cars, planes, and every vehicle in between. For over five decades, we've watched James chase and be chased by faceless goons through land, air, and sea. And yet, possibly the best 007 chase takes place on foot in Daniel Craig's first go as Bond, 2006, Casino Royale. After earning his 007 status, James Bond has been sent to observe and capture a bomb maker with ties to terrorists in Madagascar. Though Bond maintains his cover as he watches his target at a snake fight, his fellow agent gives up the game by touching his earpiece too much. Now tipped off, Bond's target Molaka bolts and James begins to pursue the suspect on foot through a crowded construction site and embassy. So why does the scene work? So, foot chases can be the most boring scenes in an action movie. They're usually incredibly straightforward, don't look impressive on film no matter how fast people are running, and don't have enough ups and downs to thrill the audience. The majority of Hollywood foot chases add a ticking clock, i.e. a bomb that has to be outrun or diffused in two minutes, specifically to add tension to a visually uninteresting scene. But the scene is a masterclass in action filmmaking that not only excites the audience, but sets the tone for Craig's entire run as Bond. So let's find out why. So for series context, bye bye can't be Bond. As Daniel Craig infamously said in an interview regarding the dark- darker tone of his Bond run, Austin Powers fucked us. Well, that's certainly hilarious, and a fair point, since those films did point out the Bond films' biggest foibles, plot holes, and camp, the Bond series was a bit lost before Craig's arrival. Pierce Brosnan had been a respectable actor for the part, but his films could never find the intriguing villains and were heavily reliant on the one-man army concept, for instance, one guy taking out scores of nameless bad guys. And here comes Craig's Bond, a physical specimen with a natural intensity, who's capable of doing far more stunt work on his own, and with frenetic one-on-one fight scenes against skilled opponents. Just try to imagine Roger Moore's Bond pulling this scene off, even in his early years. It's damn near impossible. Combined with the unique thrill of seeing that, yes, that's Daniel Craig doing this or that stunt, this was a breath of fresh air for the franchise. We also have free running and parkour used correctly. Parkour or free running, aka that stylish jumping and running around office parks you see people do on YouTube videos, was a thing that Hollywood briefly became obsessed with in the mid-2000s. It became such a joke that one of the fans' high points in Punisher Warzone was seeing Frank Castle blow up a parkour messenger mid-roof flip with a rocket launcher. And there's good reason for that. Namely, that many films featured parkour just for the sake of parkour, and showed off all the style sweet flips and jumps like they did for bike and skateboard jumps in early 2000s. 
They're moments that take the audience out of the experience and remind them, oh right, I'm watching a movie, and laughter or frustration quickly follows. The reason it works here is because it looks and feels efficient and stylish. That leap over a table? Efficient. The jumps from floor to floor? Impressive and efficient. Hopping through a small hole above a wall? Efficient, especially when that wall doesn't have a door. Yet. There's no question that Malaga, performer Sebastian Foucan, is an amazing, amazing stunt performer, but without the proper use of his talents, this scene would be unbearable. Malaka's skill set also serves a second purpose, because we get to show off Bond's resourcefulness and determin determination in fun ways. One thing Bond films have been guilty of is making the lead character something of a godlike entity. Put him against whatever army or give him a vehicle, and he's somehow able to get out without a scratch. Whatever weapon or vehicle Bond gets his hands on, he's the very best at it. Which is why a return to Bond's resourceful and determined roots is so welcome. It's fairly obvious that Bond is at a physical disadvantage against his opponents. Malacca is faster, clearly more agile, and even has a gun at his disposal. But Craig's Bond is basically a Terminator in this scene. He misses, he misses jumps his target makes, but he shakes it off. He finds machines to counter his comparable lack of agility. He even runs through a plaster wall his opponent had just pulled himself through. Now we've got a door. And that's just at the construction site. Once in the embassy, he essentially holds an entire squadron at bay, with carefully placed shots and blows, and finishes the scene by shooting his way out of an impossible situation. I wouldn't go so far as to call this scene realistic, but compared to previous Bond chases, this is far more grounded and believable. We also have one of the Bond best Bond moments ever. One of the coolest moments in this chase is a brief fight sequence between Bond and Malacca as the two trains trade blows on a crane. This works wonderfully because it presents unique challenges regarding balance and restricted motion. It also features one of the best Bond movie moments ever, when Malacca attempts to fire his gun at Bond, who has just pulled himself up. When it's clear that the gun is out of bullets, the villain defiantly throws the weapon at Bond, who catches it and throws it back at his face. And somehow, this is every bit of Craig's Bond in one moment, a guy with a perpetual middle finger towards the world and anyone in his way. And then we get to the little things, including gorgeous wide shots and great choreography. Bad action filmmaking is usually afraid of wide shots and long takes. Keep the cuts quick and up close, and everyone will believe they're seeing something impressive. Trouble is, your eye has trouble putting the pieces together into a comprehensive image. Sure, that guy may have hit that guy, but I'm not entirely sure where he hit him, how hard he hit him, and what part of his body he hit him with, or where they even are. It looks like a dirty basement. Which is why the wide shots, especially the circling shots and the shots of the jumps on the cranes, are a delicious treat for action movie fans. Not only can we see everything that's going on, but it also highlights the danger and impressive nature of the stunt work. Now, when they zoom in and the two fighters start to go for each other's legs, we know exactly why that's trouble. It's an awfully long way down. It gives context, tension, and geography for the scene. The fighting itself is also well done, with Bond demonstrating training in mixed martial arts, proficiency with firearms, and the aforementioned spatial awareness. Speed is also crucial, since the fight is fast enough for the moves to look instinctive and react reactive rather than staged. No slow haymakers that kill the scene's pace, just a flurry of blows and grapples before the, before the chase continues. These are small elements, but they make what a, con a conceptually interesting action scene into an engaging cinematic experience. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.